Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Thursday, April 1st. Today on the show, the Preds try to keep the winning streak going. I finally figured out how I felt about the entire Deshaun Watson saga. It's opening day in Major League Baseball, and Ryan McGee joined us from ESPN to talk about spring practice in the SEC. The 440 is brought to you every morning by the Kingston Group, a locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. Look, the reason we partnered with the Kingston Group is because they're exactly like us at 440 Sports. They're all about community, they're about relationships, they're about partnerships, they're about taking care of their audience the way we want to take care of you. And just like we here on this show are analytical and thoughtful and authentic, that is exactly how they approach every project, analytically, thoughtfully, and fully prepared for every possible thing that could happen. Trust me, they will work with you to find solutions to problems that crop up because that's what happens when you're doing a renovation or a remodel or a new build. They will go out of their way to make sure that your vision for your home matches the results of their work. Go check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. We had ESPN's Ryan McGee as our guest this week on the Fringe Element podcast, our SEC football show with myself and Aaron Dugan right here on 440 Sports. And we covered a ton of ground about a lot of things, transparency in college football, the facilities arms race in the SEC, and of course, spring practice. We wanted to know from his perspective as a reporter and a journalist who's been doing this forever, what he focuses on when he's studying the SEC at this time of the year, in particular this season, as it pertains to the four new head coaches in the SEC. I like to feel out how spring practices, and this goes back to Tennessee. I think always think about, always tell the story about Lane Kiffin's, I would say first, but it was his only spring in Knoxville. And it's interesting when new coaches get in the building and they aren't they that weren't around you know they weren't don't aren't loyal to the previous administration and they'll just tell you what they need and I remember going to for the that one spring practice in Tennessee and Lane Kiffin looking at me and going I don't have a center like I don't have anyone who can snap the football to the quarterback and he goes <laughs> I thought he goes I thought the guy I replaced was like an offensive line coach I'm like he was but the cover was a little bare and so I'm really when I'm communicating with like Shane Beamer, you know, it's, it's interesting to me to see what they inherit and, and the guys that, that you and I both been doing this a long time. Now the guy, the guys that you've known for a while and I've known Shane Beamer, gosh, I mean, but we basically grew up together. He literally did grow up with Marty Smith and he's very honest uh, about, you know, man, I, I got a roster. Like he walked in there and said, I got some talent. And, and, and a lot of other coaches are walking into situations going, I don't have a lot of talent. I, I knew Eli Drinkwitz pretty well from him when he was at App State, and and he walked into Missouri and he goes, "Man, I'm loaded." And so, and we saw that, you know, from some performances. So that that's the big thing is, is I can tell immediately, particularly with the coaches that I've known for a while, what they're up against and and how good or bad the situation is. And I think most of these guys have inherited a pretty good situation. That was Ryan McGee, and if you want to hear the entire conversation, almost 40 minutes of really fun stuff, always entertaining listening to Ryan talk, make sure you check out the Fringe Element podcast. I think it's noticeable what name he did not mention when he talks about where the rosters are in the SEC. I think you could look at Shane Beamer's roster at South Carolina, and you could point to some young, talented players, in particular on the defensive line, that he's got to work with. A lot of starters back on offense. He did not mention Tennessee. I, I think that is a glaring omission when he talks about Josh Heupel. And we heard David Ubbin yesterday, if you want to go back and listen to yesterday's episode of the 440, you'll hear him discuss the biggest issue with Tennessee is this glaring roster depletion of talent. 
And I think it's an obvious omission that Ryan did not mention Tennessee as, man, there's some dudes at Tennessee right now. So I, I don't. This might be master of the obvious stuff. I I agree. I acknowledge. But Josh Heupel's number one job is to find a quarterback to run his offense and install that bad boy. Number two, it's to develop some young players who can actually take starting reps in the SEC. This roster is not in good shape. I honestly sort of can't believe I'm saying this, but the Nashville Predators will try to win their seventh consecutive game tonight against the Dallas Stars at home at 7 p.m. They've also won eight out of nine. UC Saros is playing out of this world. Ellie Tolvanen has nine goals and is third on the team in scoring. Callie Yarncroke is just nothing but a pure goal scorer at this point. And the Nashville Predators find themselves dead in the middle of a four-team playoff race for the final spot in the Central Division. With only 19 games left to go in a very short season and less than two weeks to go in the trade deadline, tonight's matchup against Dallas is a huge game, and they have basically played 12 even periods in a row against the Dallas Stars, so I'd expect nothing else but a battle against the hated bitter rival this evening. Puck drop again at 7 o'clock. Make sure you check out the Gold Standard Podcast with myself and Adam Vingan out every Wednesday as we debated the big decisions that are coming for the front office for the Nashville Predators over the next few weeks. I have stayed out of the Deshaun Watson allegation conversation with all the civil suits that have been presented about the Texans quarterbacks for a very specific reason. And I think most people should view this type of stuff through this lens. Everyone in this country is innocent until proven guilty. That is number one. And number two, all women who make a claim of any kind like this should be taken seriously. So I have no clue what happened, nor does anyone else except for the people involved. I do know that two extremely high-priced lawyers are on either side of this battle waging a PR campaign against each other while the real human beings just sort of sit on the sidelines. My personal opinion on this is that having a personal opinion on this is probably a bad idea. Again, we are all innocent until proven guilty, and every woman who makes a claim of any kind like this should be taken seriously. After that, you got to let the legal processes run their course and see what happens. Otherwise, I don't give a shit what you have to say about the issue. I don't care about any radio hosts' opinions who have no legal background. I don't care about talking heads on television. Unless you have some legal insight into what's actually taking place in this dispute, I don't care about what you have to say. Innocent until proven guilty, all claims should be taken seriously. Full stop. Today is opening day in Major League Baseball. Used to be a national holiday in my household. The Braves will open the season at Philadelphia while the Cardinals and Reds will meet in the first series of the year. The Mets are at Washington and the Cubs are hosting Pittsburgh. According to the odds, the Braves are the betting favorite to win the NL East at plus 120, while the Mets come in right behind at plus 140. The Braves are plus 500 to win the National League. The Mets are plus 525. That is third and fourth behind the Dodgers and Padres, respectively. The Braves and Mets are both tied for fifth in the majors to win the World Series at plus 1,000. The Cardinals are the betting favorite to win the Central Division and the Los Angeles Dodgers, with basically an entire rotation loaded with former Vanderbilt stud aces, are the favorite to win the entire thing. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media 
on Instagram. Make sure you check out all the other shows. We just launched a brand new Nashville SC podcast with Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan, Club and Country. Make sure you search that one out, rate, review, and subscribe to that show. We had the great Ryan McGee on the Fringe Element. Of course, you just heard a clip of that, so make sure you check out that show. Gold Standard Podcast, debating what the Preds' strategy should be as we inch closer to the trade deadline and they fight for a playoff spot. And Adam Sparks will be our guest from the Tennessean on Lamestream Sports coming out on Friday. So check out all the great shows from 440 Sports, as well as Football and Other F-Words and all the great shows from Broadway Sports Media, as well as Vandy Sports from the VandySports.com guys with Chris Lee as well. Of course, thanks to our sponsor, the Kingston Group, of course, locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm here in Nashville. Your home is an investment in not only your happiness and your peace of mind, but also your bank account. The Kingston Group knows this, and they want to take care of all of those things. They want to make sure that you have a happy home. They want to make sure that you are proud of your home, and they want to make sure that your home appreciates. So you don't have to go spend a bunch of money with the Kingston Group today, but when you do decide to make a big decision like a remodel or like a custom build, make sure you call the Kingston Group first. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.